Good morning, Chapel family, and Happy New Year. I'm Ted Voltmer, one of the pastors here at the chapel, and today I'm joined by Jamie Longo, our Director of Care. If one of your New Year's resolutions was to attend church at least once in 2023, congratulations, you did it. If you've been around the chapel this past month, you know that we spent the Advent season telling the story of Christmas. Because stories have a way of breaking through our defenses and just reaching us in a way that that hearing a lecture or a bunch of facts never will. That's the main reason Jesus often taught with stories. He knew stories have a way of taking root in our heart and revealing truth we may otherwise never see. We love to hear stories, and we love to tell stories, too. So as we start the new year, I want to ask an important question. What's your story? More importantly, what is God's story for you in 2023? The new year is a great time for a reflection and planning, so today is a great day to think about God's story for you in the coming year. I know many of you have some big events coming up this year. Some of you will be graduating high school or college. Some of you will be changing jobs this year or even retiring. Some of you are getting married or having a baby. Congratulations. All exciting events that in many ways will help write your story for you. But the rest of us may not have some of those milestone events to help drive us forward. For us, if we're not careful, we can easily find ourselves slipping into a routine, into a rut, just doing the same thing day after day like we're coasting. And before we know it, the year will be over and we may feel like our story became a little dull, a little gray that we missed out on something, that we're not doing everything we could be doing or should be doing. Well, thankfully, the Bible has something to say about this, a way for us to recalibrate, to reset which path we're on that will help us live out our story that is both God-honoring and fulfilling. And that's a great way to start the new year. Listen along as I read from Hebrews 12. We don't know who wrote this letter to the early church, but the writer provides some great insight as we prepare for the year ahead of us. Hebrews 12, starting with verse 1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. This is the Word of God. Amen. So we're looking at how best to live out the story that God has for us this year. And today's passage has a lot to say to us. First, the writer tells us, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, he's talking about the saints who have already run the race. They've told their story, and they lived it out well. He's not saying that now they're in heaven, heaven watching what we're doing. That's not what witnesses means here. It means that they bear witness to us that it can be done. That even when it feels hard for us, it's never impossible. God helped them write their stories, and He is helping us write ours as well. The Bible gives us so many great examples of this. Stories of people like us who have experienced what we're going through, and yet God helped them finish their story well. There's Job, who lost so much, yet remained faithful to the end. David, a great king who experienced a terrible moral collapse, but he finished his story as a man after God's own heart. John Mark, Paul thought he was a quitter, but Barnabas came alongside to help him finish well. 
so many great testimonies in the Bible to encourage us to keep going even when it feels like we're stuck. But having the right people around us is so important too. Jamie, how can, how can we get better at that in 2023? That's a great question. You know, I think I think there there are a lot of practical things that um, that we can do as we as we head into 2023. Um, being in God's Word, you know, spending time in prayer, taking care of ourselves physically and you know emotionally, those things are really really important and really good to do. But I think we underestimate the importance of living in community, mm. right? Living sure. with other believers and being intentional about that. Um, and I want to suggest that that part of the problem is that we don't always understand fully God's purpose and, and our role and what we play in that, sure. in that plan. And, um, and so it's easy for us to become isolated in our faith and, and really isolated from, from other people. Hmm. And actually over the last several years, we've, we've kind of been told to isolate. Yeah. That's, that's the we thing no we're choice. supposed to do, right? We gotta, yeah. we gotta isolate. And obviously, you know, there is some purpose and necessity in that at times. Yeah. Um, but for some of us, uh, that's become our default. Mm. And, and if we're not careful, we can develop this kind of Jesus and me mentality, mm. you know, where, um, you know, we, we just don't need anyone else. You know, it's just Jesus and me, and I don't, I don't need to let anybody else in. Sure, sure. And so listen, and I want to be really careful with this. I hear, hear what I'm saying. You know, yes, our personal relationship with Jesus is absolutely uh, the most primary and important relationship that we can have here on earth and in heaven. Amen. Okay. Um, to know that, that Jesus paid the penalty for, um, for my sin and that I have been reconciled to him uh, because of what Christ did for me on the cross. Yeah. Yes. That's the gospel. Absolutely. And we need to have that personal encounter with him. That's coming to salvation. That, that is the gospel. But it's, it's so important for us to remember that when God summoned you into that personal relationship with himself. He also summoned you into the into a relationship with other people. Mm, so true. Right? Yeah. I'll say that again. When God summoned you into a personal relationship with himself, he also summoned you into relationship um, with other people. Yeah. He calls us into family. Yeah. You know, he calls us into community. And so you and I, you and I were created for community. And as he changes us, he uses us to point others to the one who has restored and redeemed us. Mm. Amen. Amen. And so the gospel, yeah, it changes individuals, but it happens in the context of community. So community is crucial and it's, it's a foundational uh, truth that we need to understand. That is so good, Jamie. That's why being connected with a small group mm -hmm. is so essential for us. It's actually the fulfillment of what we see in 1 Thessalonians 14. Mm. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. That's a great picture yeah. of, of what God intends for us. And, you know, there's a quote uh, from Paul Tripp, author, speaker, and pastor. Here's what he says. He says, you will never hold on to the gospel the way that you were meant to. And you will never stay in the understanding of the seriousness of your sin the way you were meant to, unless you are living an intrusive, everyday community with people who you've welcomed into your life to remind you of the hope you have in Christ mm. and to remind you how deep your need is as a sinner. Wow. I, I just love that. I mean, in other words, he's saying, look, I know that I won't really fully understand grace 
And I won't understand sin unless you are in my life, pointing me to grace and lovingly pointing me to my struggle with sin. The sin, those, those things that so easily entangle us, that hinder us. So, so we need each other. Yeah. And, and we were made um, to, to be in community. So good. That's so good. So I, I think as we head into 2023, we need to ask the questions, right? Okay. First, I'd say, am I living in authentic biblical community? And number two, you know, who do you have in your life? Who, who is it that you've welcomed in? So great. Those are great questions. Yeah. Good kind of a check for each one of us. Let's look back at our passage now. Let's go back to it. The writer reminds us that many times the key to living out our story is more about what we don't do. Mm-hmm. Isn't that true? Sometimes we get bogged down by doing things that are working against us instead of helping us to tell the story that we really want to tell. The writer tells us to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily Mm. entangles. He's using a sports metaphor here. So it's like wearing one of those weighted vests while you work out or swinging with two bats to warm up. That's fine. It's great for a workout, but you would never compete like that. Mm. So true. You would never keep doing that the whole time. It would hold you back. So the writer is saying, don't live like that either. Get uh, Get rid of the things that are holding you back. And some of those, here's the hard part. Some of those things may actually be good things, or at least they're things that the world applauds Mm -hmm. and encourages, right? Working hard is a great example. There's nothing inherently wrong with wanting to do a good job, with trying to get ahead. Those are good things. But if that drive keeps you from your relationship with God or takes you away from your family, Mm -hmm. then your job, your, your desire for success is actually starting to hinder you. Mm. And it's become one of those good things that is actually keeping you away from the great things mm. that should be included in your story. So true. Yeah. Mm. And today's passage is telling you to throw that off. Mm-hmm. It's such a dramatic cut. It gets, don't even try to fix it. Just throw it off. The writer also tells us to get rid of the sin that so easily entangles. He doesn't specify a particular sin here, and any, can, any sin can end up entangling us. But he's probably talking about the sin of unbelief, Hmm. where we start to doubt what God has said and what he's actually doing in our lives. This is what first got Adam and Eve in trouble in the garden, when Satan planted that seed of doubt by asking, did God really say not to eat of that tree? Unbelief and doubt so easily entangles by dragging us down and pulling us away from God. And when that happens, we need to get back into reading God's word to remind us of the truth For me, I've also found that personal worship uh, can be really helpful when I'm struggling with doubt. Whenever whenever what I'm feeling doesn't line up with what I know to be true, then spending more time in worship kind of refocuses my attention on God, and it reminds me of what He's done in my life and what He's promised to do. Yeah. Okay, last point here. We need to follow Jesus' example. Verse 2. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. (laughs) The writer is saying here that the best way to live out the story that God has written for us is by staying focused on Jesus. First, Jesus is, is our pioneer and perfecter of our faith. He did that by paying for our sins on the cross. His sacrifice paved the way for our relationship with God. And when we believe that, when we accept what He's done for us, 
God gives us a new story to live out for him. <laughs> Second, Jesus is the perfect example for us to follow. So we need to fix our eyes on him. While he was here on earth, Jesus didn't have an easy life. I'm sure there were times when he wished things were just a little easier. Times when he didn't have to face so much opposition. But at the end of the day, he trusted God. And he knew that the story that God wrote for him was the best story for him to live out. And that's the example we need to follow. Trusting God that his story is the best for us, even when it's hard. Because we know, like Jesus did, that the joy we'll experience in this life and in eternity will make it all worthwhile. Finally, Jesus gives us the power we need to live out the story God has for us. It's more than just an example. His Spirit within us guides us and strengthens us every day to live out each chapter of our story. But we often forget the power that's inside us, that's available to us, that sometimes we get stuck trying to do things on our own and we miss out on what God wants to do for us Amen. and through us because we ignore the power that he's made available to us. Wow, that is so, so true mm. and so good, Ted. You know, you know, I read, I know I told you about this last week, but I read this story about William Randolph Hearst, who was a famous newspaper publisher tycoon. Mm -hmm. He was a multi-billionaire. He was kind of like the Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk of the 1930s nice. and 40s. And so, um, you know, Mr. Hearst invested a fortune in collecting all these great works of art mm. from around the world. That was his thing. You know, it wasn't baseball cards. It was <laughs> fine works of art. And so um, one day he read about an extremely valuable piece that he was determined to add to his collection. And he sent out his agent who searched all the galleries all around the world, but to no avail. He wasn't able to, to find it. And so then after several more weeks and months of searching, the agent reported back to Hearst that he had finally discovered uh, this piece of art. Hmm. And um, to the surprise of William Randolph Hearst, the, this priceless masterpiece was discovered in none other than one of his own warehouses. <laughs> okay, So um, here this multimillionaire had been searching all over the world um, for a treasure that he he already possessed. Wow, so good. Yeah, and so, you know, I hear that story, Ted, and, and I realize how easy it is for us uh, to search for something more because we don't understand or maybe we've forgotten the very riches and treasures that we have in Christ Jesus. Yeah. Okay? And I believe uh, the Apostle Paul understood that. He understood that humanly it, it can be difficult to comprehend and and. For, because of that, we need to be re-reminded. We need to be um, in God's word to fully comprehend the resources that we have so in him. True. So um, true. And I think that's why in, in his magnificent letter that he wrote to the Ephesians, he prays and he's asking God over and over to help us, to re-remind us and, and to enable us to see all that we have in Christ. Here's what he says in Ephesians 1, 17 to 19. I keep asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and insight so that you may know him better. I pray that your hearts will be flooded with light so that you can understand the confident hope he has given to those he has called, his holy people, who are his rich and glorious inheritance. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power Amen. for us who believe in him. 
So um, as, as we live out 2023, as we head into that, um, I pray that we become much more familiar with the glorious riches that we have uh, in Christ Jesus so that we can fix our eyes on him. And, um, you know, we need to do that for ourselves. Sure. We need to do that for one another. And I think we need to do that for the world around us. Jamie, thank you so much thank you. for joining me here with this. It's yeah. a great way to start the year. Wonderful. You know, we talked a lot today about community and the importance of community. So I want to let you all know next Sunday, January 8th, we're actually having our first welcome brunch of the year. Mm-hmm. So if you're new to the chapel or looking to get connected, come on out. It's after the second service, after the 1030 service. Uh, Just stop by. We'd love to see you there. You'll meet people. You'll meet some of our adult discipleship team, and they can help you get connected in this new year. Great. So thanks again. Hey, Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Let me close this out in prayer. Let's all pray together. Father God in heaven, we are so thankful for all your mighty blessings on us, Lord. Thank you for the truth of your word, the encouragement we have to fix our eyes on Jesus, to not give up, to run with perseverance. I pray that for all of us in this new year, Lord, that you would lift up our heads, allow us to see what you are doing, and help us to write the story that you've already set out before us so that we can bring you the glory and find the joy and fulfillment that we so desperately need. Lord, I pray for everyone watching now that we would know the love that you have for us, that that love would overwhelm us and encourage us and empower us to live the life that you've planned for us. It's in Jesus' name that we pray all these things. Amen. Amen. Have a great week.